Before I get started today, I want to ask a favor. As you listen, if you like what you hear, please leave a review and share the episode. If you want to discuss anything from today's episode, or any other, you can reach out on the Strive, Seek, Find page on Facebook, or to at ChanceWhitmore5 on Twitter. Thanks. If you ever tell me, and I do mean ever, this is not my insert fictional character's name here, it's not how they'd act while frothing at the mouth, you may have lost perspective. Welcome to the Strive, Seek, Find podcast. I'm Chance Whitmore. Dichotomies fascinate me. And right now, it seems that we are living in a culture that seems to be made up of almost nothing else. Part of this can be put down to the shift in the nature of our culture. Some of it's me noticing things that were already there. But the ways the puzzle pieces continue to change and yet still slide together is just short of a miracle. Today, I thought I'd look briefly at one of these contrasts how subcultures cannibalize the very people they should be supporting. Now let's get started. First, let's start out in the Wayback Machine. This is for context, I promise. My high school experience was interesting. There was a graduating class of 47 of us. 48 had my cousin made it. And it was very much a monoculture. That means, in my mind, there's not a lot of flexibility there. For example, new kid moves in, he's wearing an earring. Not how we did business around that town. And it took a while for there to be acceptance. And I believe, I could be wrong on this, I believe the earring disappeared long before acceptance came. And because I was a teenager and unsure of my place in the world, There was an incongruity between how I wanted to be viewed and accepted and some of my interests. I was concerned about being viewed as a football player, as a good student. Certainly not something odd or weird. And yet, there I was, playing D&D, reading comics, at the drugstore, mind you, in town, so I got what I got rather than buying them until I was in high school, because my folks didn't necessarily approve of comic books. They wanted me reading novels. Fortunately for me, I found a small tribe of like-minded individuals to, to talk about stuff, to game with, and yet none of us really seemed to talk about the game other than with each other. It wasn't as widely known. As I got older, as all of us got older, I should say, we ceased to care what people thought of our interests and were a lot more open and public about it. That being said, even when I went to a small college, when I pulled out the X-Men t-shirt, that was a little weird for around there. People might have thought it was cool, but I think I was the only one on campus wearing one. Now we step back in the Wayback Machine and do a quick fast forward to the late 90s. And suddenly, thanks to Spider-Man and the X-Men movies, things are starting to change. Shirts are starting to show up everywhere. And what had been unacceptable and nerdy became mainstream and cool. 
and yet it was still more likely to see someone wearing a football jersey with someone's name on the back than it was for an X-Men shirt, a Spider-Man shirt, a Batman shirt in most environments. And then Batman exploded and then the MCU exploded. Movies, video games, comic books. Well, maybe not comic books. Become insanely popular and then somewhat cool after effect. Being a geek and a nerd moves from being something you didn't want to be to something to aspire to. I remember when Jim Lee's and Chris Claremont's X-Men number one, it set records for the most issues sold of a single comic in history. Now, suddenly everyone's a fan. And I'm really sorely tempted, and I'm going to go ahead and do it, to steal a line from The Incredibles and say, when everyone's a fan, no one is. Because then you have fandom splintering and people trying to define and regulate what a real fan is. Mocking a casual fan who doesn't know what happened in an episode of a television series 10 years ago, but likes what's going on now, doesn't seem to be cool to me, but it's pretty common out there. In comics, this became very noticeable because the fan base was aging, because comics had gotten too expensive for kids to buy. And in an attempt to keep themselves relevant, there was a lot of modernization of characters. New stories that take the traditional names and roles given to them to different people. For instance, Jane Foster becoming Thor and a clone of Wolverine named Laura becoming the Wolverine are accepted by some readers and reviled by many others. People are attacked over fictional characters, no less, and the ideals that the writer may or may not have. And this seems like a little thing, but it rapidly can become toxic when you're suddenly telling people how they can dress or who they can like or what kind of fan they can be. Harassment and entertainment don't go hand in hand in my mind. And I'm simplifying things here for time and space purposes, I realize. But I'm going to throw out another one that fits into this. Gamergate. Where things got really toxic and ugly. And I'm going to say this again. We're dealing with entertainment. And people take it so seriously that they put people's lives and livelihoods at risk because their points of view are slightly different within a certain fandom. In both these cases, it shouldn't be about harassment, but celebration. You should be able to be a fan of something. And I'm going to be honest, these are two examples that I've watched develop and grow over the last couple of years, but you could make the same argument in sports, which is another low-risk area. And yet... You can look around and find hundreds of examples of people turning on one another to prove they are more something than someone else. Religion, sexuality, politics, 
and many other things get wrapped up in the same problems I just described. So the question becomes, what next? How do you turn it around? It's an important question because it's bigger than any one person. I don't need to lecture any of us on the need for societal change. Because let's face it, change is both fast and slow going. So what do we do? I really want to finish the joke that I had written about our new robot overlords being the only hope. But let's be honest. We got to take control of our own future. So we start here. We don't be part of the problem. In the short term, we look inside ourselves. We reflect, we learn, and we keep our own biases from creating situations where we isolate ourselves from the very people we should be supporting. It sounds simple. It's not. Because you could do it right 99 times and fail miserably the hundredth. But we got to try. So don't mock that kid that's wearing the pink Batman outfit. Celebrate the fact that the character's going to outlast us all. Because if you're doing anything else, you're not striving to be the best you. You're living with your own hang-ups and fears. Shoutouts. Quick shout-out today to the Potato Lady for an absolutely amazing review this week. Both on Podchaser and on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for the support and the kind words. Worth mentioning. Another day, another documentary. This time an enjoyable piece from Netflix, The Lost Pirate Kingdom. A fascinating look into the pirate kingdom in the Bahamas in the early 1700s. A mix of historians providing context and high-quality historical reenactments. I turned it on last night to watch one episode and watch the majority of the season before I could turn it off. It's just that engaging. Now, let me stress, this is not one to necessarily share with the kids because they show the nastiness of pirate life in the reenactments. If you're like me, in the least, and like documentaries, are fascinated with history, you will find yourself binging this, and it's definitely worth checking out. That's it for this week's episode of Strive, Seek, Find. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave a review. It really does help. If you have feedback or ideas, please reach out to the Strive Seek Find page on Facebook or to at Chance Whitmore 5 on Twitter. Until next time, keep seeking your own brilliant future. Have a great week.